Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. Oh, problematics, problematics. I just had the brunch from hell with a gay New York City liberal. I'm going to tell you all about it. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. Okay, Problematics, <laughs> I just had a horrific, horrific brunch experience with the prototypical, stereotypical New York City gay liberal. And I want to tell you all about it because it, it, it's just, it's very interesting to me that there are some things that are just, that just expose liberals and that just make it so obvious and, and that just make it so obvious in terms of the way these people see the world and the way these people view anybody that, that does not agree with them or anybody that does not necessarily want to listen to their tired MSNBC talking points, you know, on the weekend. So rewind. It is Sunday afternoon here in New York City. I am, the only thing I'm doing today is is going to brunch and, and maybe having one or two mimosas because I have to travel to the Hamptons on Monday and Tuesday. So I'm going to go to brunch and I'm getting a lot of work done today, hence me recording this podcast, which is, you know, more more lifestyle and life experience than, than hardcore politics. Trust me, problematics. We'll get to that tomorrow. So I go to lunch with a very close friend of mine that I have known for years and years and years. I was uh, invited to this brunch and he said, yeah, you know, there's this couple that I know we're going to have brunch with them, whatever, fine, whatever. It's a Sunday afternoon, good food, couple mimosas, great. All I have capacity for today. And before I get into exactly what happened, let me say this, problematics. I don't necessarily care what people's politics are. 
I find the incessant, incessant talk about politics boring. I find it provincial. I find it just deeply uninteresting whether these politics align with mine or not. And one thing that I do when I'm in social situations, whether people know who I am or what my platform is and whether people do not, when the politics stuff comes up, I try to redirect the conversation or I try to say that, you know, it's not really something I'm interested in talking about right now. Let's just all move on, right? I do not think that people's personal politics make them interesting. The problem with our society right now is that everybody thinks that their politics makes them interesting. Everybody has this idea in their head that they are some Fox News or MSNBC commentator, and in their mind, the lights are there, they're on set, and this is their moment to, you know, debate the conservative. And, and you know, I, when I'm with liberal friends and, and their friends, I kind of get that a lot, and I kind of cut it down because I'm like, number one, I'm going to win. <laughs> and number two, I get paid to do this, and I'm not going to do this with you on a Friday night or a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon or whatever sort of social environment we're in. So that's how I feel about this. And so that's the energy I generally bring into every situation. So fast forward to this brunch. We're in Hell's Kitchen, New York, the gayest section of New York, which I'm currently living in and despising for the summer. I hate it with the heat of a thousand suns for a lot of different reasons. Maybe I should go into that on a later episode. But I meet it with my friend and these two people for, for brunch. Um, perfectly fine. Food is great. I have, you know, like maybe one mimosa. I got to tell you guys, I am becoming less of a drinker lately because I am starting to see the negative effects that alcohol has on people. And alcohol is definitely involved in this situation. So this person who... You know, sometimes I play, I, in, in new situations, I play coy about who I am, what I do, what my platform is, and they ask me what I do. Oh, I run a media company, et cetera, et cetera. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Um, what I do doesn't define who I am, and it's not necessarily something that I need to get on a soapbox about in my personal time, in my personal life. So we're having a very basic conversation about, I don't know, like theater and all of this other stuff. And, and you know, I mentioned the fact that I split my time between Miami and Florida, Oh, and I was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you can't say gay in Florida. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, that's not even true. And I don't really want to get into it, et cetera, et cetera. Leave it alone. Something else comes around with this person. This person, I just want to give you a, uh, I just want to paint the picture <laughs> of the prototypical 65-year-old gay New York City liberal who has likely never lived anywhere else. And the thing about... And, you know, I respect our elders. Um, I think that they have a lot to offer. This person was probably not somebody that I would have chosen to spend time with, but this is a friend of a friend, whatever. I love everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm light in love. But he is just the prototypical um, 65-year-old New York City liberal, apparently has a bunch of money, apparently family is Republican, and this is how he feels like, whatever. So there's a lot of stuff going on with this person that has zero to do with me right in the beginning like he's got stuff going on that has zero to do with me and so he talks about this of oh well the supreme court is doing this and i'm just like look i do this for a living it's sunday i'm having brunch i would prefer not to talk about politics 
And then there is an explosion. Well, you get to say what you want and I can't say what I want. And you Republicans and Trumpers and all of this stuff are all the same. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> back it up. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, I don't really know where all this is coming from. I just said that I don't prefer to talk about politics because look problematics it's when you talk about politics and social situations and i know that everybody is just so obsessed with politics nowadays it's very strange right um in people's personal lives so if you talk about politics it's gonna go one of two ways either we're all gonna be on the same page and we're just gonna be repeating the things that we all agree with or somebody's gonna be the contrarian and then it becomes a political debate Neither of these options I find particularly interesting in my personal life. If we're going to do a political debate, like, I'll go on a set and do it. I'll, like, that's my job, okay? It, it, I'll do it there. I don't feel like working when I'm not... It, it must be like if you're friends with, like, a famous Hollywood actress or something like that, which I am not currently. But, you know, they, say you're friends with Zendaya. And, like, that's, this is your friend. Like, say you knew Zendaya when you guys were both in, in middle school. Do you think that if you have brunch with Zendaya, she wants to be talking about scripts that she's reading or movies that she's doing or commercials that she's doing or deals that she's doing or red carpet? No, Zendaya probably wants to talk about anything else. That is who I am in my personal life. I would rather talk about anything else other than politics. So this guy flips out, um, <laughs> leaves the table in a huff. Well, I just can't believe, I mean, and, and honestly, you know, I'm a pretty happy dude. I work out a lot, like as I take a lot of spin classes, okay? So I am fairly happy. And so I found this situation relatively comical. I, I just thought it was funny. Uh, I thought it was funny. I, I think that when people get this deeply triggered, I find it funny because I just think that it's so, I think that it's comical. I think it's literally outrageous to get this triggered over like some politics, like to a complete stranger. I just think it's weird. <laughs> and so that's how I respond to the situation. And in me laughing, I guess, threw this person into an even bigger rage. And so... I mean, a total scene, mind you. This person is huffing and I don't want to talk to him and putting on his glasses. And it was crazy. Like, it was just really outrageous. And, you know, I'm just sitting here, you know, sipping on my, I think I had like two and a half mimosas. I, you know, I don't drink that much on the weekends anymore. I don't spend my weekends sort of boozing my way through them. And so he storms out in a huff, and then, you know, apparently he had some very choice words for me after the world. This person is, he's arrogant, and he's self-possessed, and he's so impressed with himself, and, you know, all of these Republicans are the same way, and all of this other stuff. Things that, problematics, like I said, these things don't have anything to do with me. These things have something to do with whatever this person is going on in his life. And so come to find out, like, problem, let me tell you something. This was a 12-15 brunch. Okay, do you know what I had been doing uh, in the morning before 12.15? I woke up, I went to the gym, I had a protein shake, I took a shower, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to brunch. Apparently, this person had had three margaritas in a martini um, before 12.15, people. And so when I got this information, I said, oh, everything makes sense. 
Because people in their right minds and people that are not all hopped up on substances generally don't act in these ways, right? And so then it made me start thinking about drinking culture and all of these substances that everybody seems to be on all the time. And when you spend your time in major cities like New York, like Miami, like, you know, L.A., Chicago, whatever. And, you know, as conservative, center-right-leaning people, whatever, you can say what you want about these cities, but they do have a lot to offer in certain ways, and I do spend some of my time in them, right? I'm not at the point yet where I'm going to buy, you know, my compound in the middle of the nowhere, in middle of nowhere, and, and get all my weapons and, and just, you know, kind of like settle down. I'm not there yet. And so, Problematics, there's this big drinking culture, in these cities where people just drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and they will drink all day. And these things affect people. Like alcohol affects us, folks. It affects us. It is a depressant. It brings out aspects of our personality that may not be the most positive in the world when you get past a certain point of that alcohol intake And it also, and I will speak to what it does to me personally, if I do not mitigate my alcohol intake, I generally only drink Friday through Sunday. And I need to make sure that I'm only having two to three cocktails a day max. Because if I spend my time drinking through the weekend and I'm having five, six, seven, eight drinks or whatever, I am going to feel horrible for the first half of the week. I've learned this about myself, so I mitigated this, right? And so back to this awful liberal, it really does speak to who they are. And and sometimes I wonder if we are this separated as a society. And And I wonder, like I said, I have no issue with these people. I never do. They always seem to have the problems with me, okay? I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm the heretic, because I'm the defector, uh, because I seem to be the only black gay man on the planet that is not worshiping at the altar of liberalism. Because I look, my politics may not be conservative enough for some people. They might be whatever. Um, But I do not worship at the altar of liberalism. I will never be a liberal again. That stuff just does not work. And it it seems to really deeply trigger people. And it definitely triggered our friend at the brunch from hell. So hope you enjoyed that story. And look, Problematics, you know, uh, this podcast is going to be more of these antidotes. It's going to be more life. It's going to be more lifestyle. Everything is not going to be about hardcore politics all the time. But of course, you are going to get that here. So coming up next... Uh, I hopped on a little Facebook Live with my Problematics on Facebook, and I asked them to ask me a couple of questions, and uh, we're going to get into that right after the break. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back, Problematics. I'm in my Facebook Q&A right now. Okay, so this is a question that comes to me from Victoria Sadik. And Victoria asks, are you running for political office? All right, guys, I get this question a lot. And I'm going to tell you that as of this point right now, I am not running for political office. And I got to tell you why. So last summer, and I've shared this story before, but I'll share it again. Uh, Last summer, I actually thought about running for Congress. I was talking to people. I had people behind me. I actually shot a full-blown campaign ad. And for whatever reason, I could not sleep for three weeks straight after we shot that ad. And I knew I was going to run for Congress. I knew it was going to be this big thing. And for whatever reason, I could not sleep. And I could not sleep because I realized that it was not in my heart to run for Congress. It was not in my heart to run for political office for a lot of different reasons. First of all, I can tell you and I can be completely honest about the fact that I was not running for political office for the right reasons at that time. Of course, I wasn't doing it for money or anything like that. But I'm going to tell you that there was a point in time where I was feeling a little bit of a, I guess, a career lull and and I'm sort of feeling a little bit of that right now for a variety of different reasons. I'm going to tackle a lot of that stuff this fall. But I felt like the reason that I was running for Congress was a career move and not necessarily because I felt called to serve America. And that's why it didn't sit well with me. And so there's all these people around me and there's all this money being raised and all of this stuff. And I had to go to a lot of these people and say, I do not want to do this. I do not want to run for office because this does not sit well with me. This does not sit right. I had a conversation with our great Congressman Burgess Owens out there in Utah. I was there on a ski trip. The Congressman was gracious enough to have breakfast with me. And he said something that sat with me for a very long time. And this is what he said. When you make the decision to run for political office, when you run for Congress, when you run from senator for senator, whatever, you need to have your fortress built. And by fortress, he means your financial security. By fortress, he means your family security, your career security. I, this is what the congressman believes, and I agree with him. All of those things have to be done before you really get into the position to run for Congress. Because if those things are not done, if those things are not settled, then you find yourself running for office for the wrong reasons. There are some people that run for office to try to make money. There are some people, I don't need to run for for office to make money. I already make money, okay? 
Um, I, I, I do well. There's a lot of people that run for office to become famous. I do not need to run for office to become famous. I already have a platform, right? And so the people that run for office that I think are going to do the best job are fundamentally those who are running for office for the right reasons. So I'm not running for political office right now because I was not running for the right reasons. Am I completely um, counting it out in the future? No. But there's a lot of things going on. I, I, I didn't feel comfortable running for office because when you run for office and when you decide to become a part of this machine, you are owned by the machine that is the RNC, that is the Republican Party, whatever you want to call it. I did not in any capacity want to be owned by that machine. So I decided not to run for Congress. I decided not to run for political office. And interestingly enough, the political office that interests me the most is probably running for mayor somewhere at some point because as mayor you can really affect change in a place that you absolutely love so i think that's fascinating so am i running for political office no i am not all right anna cormans asks do you really think that we will have a red wave i do think that we will have a red wave. I, I really do with all my with all my soul. Uh, number one, everything is trending in that direction. There, everything is trending in the direction of us, of Republicans and conservatives taking back the House. There is the Biden administration completely failing, which we've all seen. There is the backlash that has been going on against the woke stuff for a couple of years right now, but that backlash is, is becoming mainstream. Like anti-woke, all of the things that I've been saying for the past four years, the things that have sort of got me in trouble, excommunicated from the cult of the left, all of these different things, these ideas are going mainstream because the vast majority of, the, of Americans are seeing that these ideas just do not work, right? So... I do believe we're going to have a red wave. I do believe Republicans are going to take back control. But the question that I have for all of these people who cannot wait to see Republicans take control of Congress is, are Republicans going to do anything when they have this control of Congress? Are they going to affect any change? Or is it just going to be a lot of drama coming out of D.C.? What I believe is that Republicans are never going to be able to, to have any real political power until they take back the House, the Senate, and the White House. But when they take back the House, the Senate, and the White House, they actually have to do things to wield their power, right? One of my criticisms of the Trump administration is that there were two years where they had every single thing. These people had the Senate, the House, and the White House. And there wasn't a whole lot that was actually done besides passing a tax cut. There were fundamental things that could have happened. And I believe that the reason that there was this onslaught against Trump winning again in 2020 is because I think that they were going to course correct. And I think that there were a lot of things that they were actually going to do that made the swamp and that made a lot of the powers that be deeply, deeply uncomfortable, right? So... Do I think that there's going to be a red wave in Congress this year? Absolutely. Do I think that Republicans are really going to do anything? Um, I do not think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, 
David Andrew Smith asks, how are we going to make it through the next two and a half years under Joe Biden? Look, <laughs> the we're going to make it for the next two and a half years under Joe Biden because America has always made it, right? Um, America has always lasted. America has always made it through, okay? So I, I really do believe that Americans in America are going to make it through the last, the next two years of this administration because we really have no choice. And I think the interesting thing about what's going on right now is that there is an entire generation of young people that are seeing things right now, and they've never seen these things before. The, I, I think that with millennials, the reason that millennials went so far left is because millennials, and I'm a millennial, we saw lots of things. If you're a millennial, you went through 9-11, you went through the recession of, of 2008, like that crash, all of that stuff that was caused by the greed of a lot of the powers that be when it comes to the mortgage crisis, and you saw people completely not be held accountable for that. And that is, a, that is one of the big reasons why millennials went so far left, so woke. Now, Gen Z is seeing that the woke stuff does not work. They're, like Gen Z is just not into this, okay? The Zoomers are not into the woke stuff anymore. So not only are they seeing that the woke stuff doesn't work, they are seeing what their lives look like under the woke stuff. The Zoomers, you know, Zoomers know that things are more expensive. Zoomer, Zoomers know that everything is all discombobulated right now. And this is why I think that they are gonna become more conservative. All right, Problematics, I'm going to be answering more questions right after the break. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to Can't Cancel Rob Smith. We are... Doing a little Q&A today because I wanted to do something this episode besides just politics, politics, politics all the time, or, or at least my take on the politics of the moment. I wanted to take the opportunity to talk with some of you guys. So I'm going to get into some more questions. Oh, this is a good question. This is a question from Kathy Tremontosi, and this is what she, she asks. Do you think any of the Democrats besides Manchin and Cinema? will wake up and realize what is happening to our beautiful country. Will they stand up to Biden and the squad and stop this insanity? Um, I, I really do believe my answer to you, Kathy, is yes, I do believe so. 
And we are seeing all the signs right now that these people are doing this. First of all, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema are the only Democrats that had the guts to stand up to that agenda because they knew what it would do. They took a lot of heat earlier in the Biden administration when there was a lot of pressure coming from a lot of far left-wing activists to force their hand. Remember the crazy person that followed Kirsten Sinema into the bathroom uh, about, you know, I think she was withholding her vote for the Build Back Better Act or she didn't respond to it. There was, there were these protesters that went on Joe Manchin's, the, like he was on a boat and they went to a marina and they were like, you need to do this, blah, blah, blah. So the average person, their eyes are opening up to the fact that that stuff doesn't work, that, you know, Build Back Better was a disaster. And so now we see with the rampant inflation that is going on right now, that if that other $3 trillion had passed, everything that we are seeing and feeling right now would probably be tripled, if not quadrupled, if not quintupled. So, and this is the thing that Manchin and Cinema were talking about. They would do some interviews when they were the ones taking all the heat. They would say, and I do believe this, they would say that privately people would come to them and say, we think you're right. We stand with you. We know exactly what is going on. This is bad. We can't pass this. A lot of, of moderate Democrats, right? So they took the heat. And do I believe that a lot of Democrats are waking up to sort of this woke agenda in the squad and all that stuff? Absolutely. Uh, you see it in the ways that, say, for example, Richie Torres, who's a congressman in, in New York City. I believe he's a congressman for the Bronx, who's a Latino. And he's backing away from this Latin X crap that nobody asked for, where literally two years ago he was tweeting in terms of Latin X. So these people go whichever way the wind blows. That's how politics works. And fundamentally, these Democrats are starting to become aware that all of that far left stuff that happened um, later on in the Trump years and all the, the far left stuff that we saw has a detrimental effect on their party. They are seen at by most sane people as a bunch of crazies. And generally, if you are in liberal enclaves like I am, I, you know, I live in New York City, they don't want to talk about anything, anything that's going on with their people right now. You have to understand that they're, they have every level of power that they could have in American society. They have the White House, the House, and the Senate. And they are a total disaster. So people see this stuff. So not only are more Democrats going to start standing up to that far left agenda, but the party itself is going to start moving away from it because they are about to lose power, like I'm telling you guys, for a very long time. The House is definitely going to go red. I believe that the Senate could have gone red, but I think that Republicans made some poor choices in the people that they decided to run. And we will see those poor choices reflected in the decisions that voters make in November, right? Um, so I don't, like I said, a lot of people are backing up from that sort of far left agenda. Uh, okay, so... I am going to go to another question. All right, this is a fun one. Okay, so somebody said, what sports did you play in high school? Now, a lot of people do not realize this, and it doesn't seem like this because, you know, I'm an in-shape guy. You know, I put a lot of muscle on, all of that stuff. Uh, I was heavy in high school, and I was also not athletic. So I played zero sports in high school. I was fat. 
Um, <laughs> I was not on the track team. I didn't play football. I did not play basketball. My athleticism and the fact that I like the gym, the fact that I'm good at general sports that I pick up, you know, I, I picked up tennis and I play volleyball and, you know, I play a couple of different things. I'm, I, I'm, you know, pretty, uh, pretty adept at that stuff. And that is something that I did not realize until I became an adult, which is actually very interesting because look, and when you are a teenager like me, I was a heavy teenager, like I was a gay teenager, there was all these different things going on there. And so when you are those things, sometimes people project onto you whatever they think that, that you are because of perceived sexuality, whatever. And so the perception of me being heavy, being um, probably you know gay in high school was that the perception was that I was not athletic at all. Had anybody paid any attention, they probably would have realized that I was very athletic. And so this is something that I'm discovering uh, a little bit later on. So, all right. Um, a couple more questions. Uh, I think somebody asked me about... Yeah, they said a lot of drama, a lot of drama. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me see what are some new questions. Oh, this is a good one. How did I choose this career path? Okay, two things, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address this as well. Um, so somebody said, what happened to Douglas Society? Okay, so Douglas Society is my nonprofit that's all about advancing black conservatism. And that is a very valid question. Douglas Society still exists. Douglas Society is still a... Uh, C3 nonprofit, Douglas Society is, and I have to watch how I say this because there's some legal stuff behind here. Um, long story short, with Douglas Society, there were some people that were behind Douglas Society that I found out that I could not trust and that I could no longer work with. So at this point right now, I am in the process of extricating Douglas Society from some of those people that were backers in the very beginning. And so until I figure out what the path forward for that is, I can't really lean into the content and I can't really blow Douglas Society out the way I need to. But the good news with that is that that stuff is almost figured out and we're probably going to be back to pounding out content and really doing what we need to do for Douglas Society this fall. So I'm glad you guys asked that question. Douglas Society still exists, and you are definitely going to be seeing more of that um, from Douglas Society coming this fall. So I'm going to do one more question. I think I have some time to do one more question. I think I was scrolling up the wrong way, trying to do uh, new questions. Oh, here's an interesting one. So Jason asks, do I have a boyfriend? I do not have a boyfriend. I am not currently dating. I went on a terrible date a couple of weeks ago with somebody that uh, ended up just being like a raging liberal and um, I'll, I'll probably tell that story in one of my future podcasts. But as of this point right now, everybody knows I'm a pretty open book about my personal life. Like everybody knows that uh, I'm divorced. Everybody knows that, you know, I just got out of a marriage. A marriage is a very real thing to have been a part of for the seven years that I was a part of it. And I'm really in a space right now in my life and in everything else where I want to be with myself. 
I want to figure out who I am. I want to work on my career. I want to work on my body. I want to work on my life. I want to work on my finances. I want to work on all of the things that one can work on to put me in a better position to be a good boyfriend, partner, husband, whatever to somebody else in the future. That moment is not right now. <laughs> Problematics, it is not right now. All right, last question. Somebody asked how I got started in this career path. Okay, I will keep this very brief because this is a career that's been going on for over a decade at this point, although some of you probably have only known who I am uh, for the last couple of years. I am a Columbia University trained and educated journalist. I, was, uh, I worked in media. I worked at Yahoo News. I worked for NBC News. I've done work for CNN. I've done work for all of the mainstream legacy media outlet, whether it be writing, whether it be on camera, whether it be producing, uh, whether it be opinion editorials, the whole thing, guys, done it all. And the reason that I became a right-leaning political commentator, a right-wing pundit, as I am frequently described as, although I don't identify with that, I don't agree with, with right-wing, I think that I'm truth-wing. Um, so anyway, I started all of this by literally, I was producing for Fox Business. There's a woman named Trish Regan, who is uh, very dear to me, who had a show at the time on Fox Business, I believe it's called The Intelligence Report. It's a 2 p.m. show. So I was producing for that show. And that was when I kind of got in the Fox News ecosystem and I was becoming conservative at that point in time as well. I was kind of doing my thing on Twitter a little bit. And then I started making videos about just, you know, the news of the day, whatever. I started making videos for Instagram. And the videos for Instagram really did honestly take off. They, they really took off. And they became a thing. And it became to the point where I had to make a decision I was producing for Fox Business, and they did not want me to both produce for them and to appear on camera as a pundit. So I had to believe in myself, and I had to take the leap, and I had to leave that job. And I went back to freelancing for a while, and then a lot of things started happening. So that is how this career came about. That is how a lot of the relationships that I had came about. That is how the platform that I have came about. That's how it, it all happened. Literally just me learning. I learned how to edit on Final Cut Pro on YouTube, okay? There is such a wealth of information and knowledge out here in social media that people do not take advantage of. It actually kills me. So. Short answer to the question is that I got started in this career path right here on social media. And if you want to do this, you can do the exact same thing because with social media, there are no gatekeepers anymore. All right, Problematics, thank you so much for listening. You can download and subscribe to Can't Cancel Rob Smith, which is Monday through Friday, by the way, now on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts, you can always find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. Thanks so much. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies. Hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.